Hi, this is uh, Mike Edelhart. I'm here with another edition of Inception, our podcast about beginnings, and in this case, maybe a little bit past the beginning of uh, companies, uh, new ideas, uh, sometimes even a little look at the future. And today I'm here with uh, one of our long-term, longer-term uh, portfolio company CEOs, Melanie Travis of Andy Swimwear. Great to see you. Oh, hi, thanks for having me. Always fun. Um, so, uh, yeah, how long has it been? You know, time, it, we were just talking, uh, the time sort of blends during this COVID period. And I have these moments where like it was how long ago? Wait, <laughs> because it was during COVID. Oh, hell. Um, so it's been years, but it's been a while since we've been working together. Oh, it's been a while. I think if I remember correctly, we probably first met in either late 2017 or early 2018. And I think you all invested in our seed round in early 2018. Um, and now we're sitting here talking in early 2022. So right. it's been a, a long and great ride. It has. And here in 2022 with a big fat B round and a company that's grown enormously and changed a lot. So maybe start with the B round. So you got the B round that people dream about. You got a lot of money from a big fund with superstar support. So why don't you talk about it a little bit and maybe how did you do that? Was it, you know, how much was you? How much was the numbers? How much was serendipity? How much was what? Um, yeah, that sounds like a, a great place to start. So we closed our Series B in December of 2021, uh, which was just a few weeks ago. And it was led by Marcy Venture Partners. Marcy is Jay-Z's fund. Uh, it's a consumer fund. And uh, Jay-Z is a co-founder along with Jay Brown, who was the CEO of Rock Nation for many years, and a guy named Larry Marcus. So I think, uh, I think you yep. know. I know him from his earlier fund. <laughs> yeah, it's an, it's an amazingly small world. I remember when you mentioned that to me and it made me really happy. So it was an $18.5 million Series B. And, um, you know, as between me, the numbers and serendipity making it happen, I'd say it's a healthy dose of all of the above. We have a great business and it's grown, you know, exponentially over the years. We have all the things you'd want to see, fast growth, profitability, good unit economics, strong brand, um, great engagement, high repeat. There's some core metrics that, you know, matter when you're building a good business and, and we have those. Um, but as you probably know better than anybody, you know, numbers only tell part of the story and you know, I think no matter who you are as a founder, you have to hit the pavement uh, when when you're trying to raise. And, um, you know, there's always these high flying stories of someone who's like basically snaps their fingers and raises 20 million dollars overnight. But but that's not my story. My story is a is a much longer one of of really getting out there and telling the story. And, you know, Andy is a is a women's swimwear brand. And, you know, I, Mike, you know this because you've been in the business for a long time, but you know, swim is a huge market and it's growing quickly and it's got all these great dynamics. It's not a particularly sexy category to investors. Um, and so you can have the best business in the world and some investors are just going to say, you know, this, this isn't a category I'm interested in or whatever. Uh, and so I really, um, I really hit the pavement and I went out and I talked to a lot of people. I, I, I basically don't say no to meetings. I mean, I, that's not fully true. You know, that there's a lot of investors <laughs> who focus on 
Everybody <laughs> listening to this is not great. We're gonna go get a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think a lot of the growth has been just. I think it's good. It's good to be humble. It's good to 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 really just talk to to everyone. You you hopefully can learn something. Um, and uh, so I talked to a lot of a lot a lot of people. Um, and uh, and I just knew. I say this a lot. I hope it's true, but. I think of something that separates companies that succeed and whatever that sort of KPI for success is and those that don't is, is not giving up, like literally just continuing to put one foot in front of the other. And, and that's what I did with the raise. You know, I, I did not snap my fingers and get $20 million. I put together robust materials. I really crafted the story. I really, you know, knew what I wanted, knew the type of investor that would make sense. And, and I went after it and um, I met Marcy probably two months into the process uh, from an intro, from an, you know, an intro to an intro. Um, and it, it took, you know, it took a minute, but, but we got it done. And, and along the way, you know, it was, everyone was very enthusiastic and, um, now I'm kind of blending the whole story, but, uh, suffice it to say, you know, some, some me, some numbers, and then a lot of like, great, you know, they just closed their, their second fund. And, um, I, I think, uh, it was a good fit for the timing. So. Dry powder matters. I mean, funds that yes. have money and need a place to put it are exactly. looking for deals, funds that are at the end of their fund lifetime and have companies are already obligated to. And sometimes uh, entrepreneurs miss that, that funds have ups and downs and moods and their own kind of natural uh, cycle of life that can make all the difference. You're there one week, no money. You're there eight weeks later and they have $100 million and they're all eager to put it to work. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, I only learned later, you know, after I started Andy that you know, investors have their own LPs and investors have to pound the pavement just the way I do to raise their funds. So it's all a, you know, big cycle. Yes, the cycle of life. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, well, we've been around pretty much since the beginning and you're kind of an example of the cycle of life. I mean, it is one of the simplest products we've backed. We have all these heavy duty science things and PhDs <laughs> to the right of us and AIs to the left of us. And uh, and yet our belief in the end is that it's all about people. It's all about uh, getting to human beings, what human beings want, make them feel good, makes them feel comfortable, uh, supports them in their lives, gets them together with other groups of people that matter to them. And that was the basis we invested in you. And the other basis we invested in you is because you just were able to make this a lot cheaper, a lot <laughs> cheaper than any of your competitors because you had the biggest manufacturer out there inside the company willing to give you uh, his best price, which we thought was brilliant. And now you just turned all that on its head. So, <laughs> yes. it, you know, things change and we talk about how the cycle of startups is one of constant change and the response of the founders and team to change. And you just had big changes. So maybe talk about that some. So big manufacturer in, big yeah. manufacturer out. And that was part of the round two. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I think companies go through different phases, right, where they need different things at different times of the company's life. And in the beginning, um, I wanted strong unit economics. I wanted and I wanted a, a, a strong supply chain partner who really had, you know, deep expertise in, in making swim um, that could scale with me. And uh, and, I, you know, I wasn't at the size where, you know, a, a diverse supply chain mattered. Also, I think that that has become 
even more important since COVID and sort of accelerated trends in supply chain, but this was all pre-COVID. And um, I, so my background, I'm going to try to quickly set the stage for what we did and then why now we, we changed the whole thing. Um, my background is in e-com and brand building, right? Like I think I'm probably one of the, you know, great, not to toot my own horn, but like, you know, direct to consumer operators that, that there is. I know e-com, I know the marketing funnels, I know all that stuff really well. I've built my whole career with that. I don't know fashion. I don't know product. I don't know, you know how to make a swimsuit. I didn't know any of that when I started Andy. And so I knew I needed a strong partner that brought sort of my, my blind side to bear that, that, that knew that. And, um, and so I basically went door to door, talk about pounding the pavement. I did that trying to meet major swim manufacturers and basically pitching to them like, look, you guys, your, your, your world is, is changing. The landscape is shifting. I know you want exposure to e-com. I have this baby, baby swim brand. I had started Andy out of my living room, just making, you know, like small piles of swimwear that I would sell out of my living room. I had this baby brand. It had a little bit of traction. It's like, look, you can get exposure to e-com, have a foot in this world. Give me your ad, just pass through costing. You said, you know, like, it, it would, I'm going to try to not give every little in the weed detail, but, but essentially give me great unit economics, pass through costing, um, prioritize me despite the fact that my business was really small. And in exchange for, you know, all of that, they would get a seat on the board. Uh, they would have, you know, significant stake in the company and it would be a true partnership, almost like if, you know, I brought on a major swim manufacturer as a, as a co-founder to the business. And that uh, turns out was a very appealing pitch. And a lot of major swim players wanted to, uh, in manufacturing world, wanted to partner up with me. Um, and so, you know, given the option, I chose the biggest guys in the room. I mean, you know, why not? Um, and that was a very, very fruitful partnership. And it enabled us to scale dramatically uh, for four years. We also had things like net 90 payment terms. Um, so in the beginning, when you don't have a ton of cash on the balance sheet, to not have to pay for the product until 90 days after it lands in the warehouse gives you time to put in bigger orders than you could otherwise make and then sell through them before you have to pay for them. So it was a great partnership. Andy would not be where it is today without it. Um, they remain some of our largest shareholders. Um, but in this Series B, given the growth of Andy, given our scale, given the dynamics in the supply chain sort of ecosystem today, uh, I felt that it was time to divorce is a strong word, but maybe uh, to, it was time to take a little bit of a step back um, and and give them a nice return on some of their investment in Andy, I guess, over the years and 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 start, you know, bringing in more supply chain players, more more swim manufacturers. And given the scale today, we can, you know, we were able to negotiate deals. There's no way I would have gotten in 2018, um, both on payment terms, on on pricing. Uh, you need scale to do those things. And, and Andy has those, but we didn't have them in 2018. So it was a great partnership, allowed us to scale. And then I went out and I undertook a, a project sort of in parallel with raising the B of bringing on new manufacturing partners um, for our supply and basically wrapped both projects up with a bow in December. I have to say it worked out better than I ever could have imagined where we closed the B, paid out our, our major you know, manufacturer brought on the others, signed those contracts and everything, everything wrapped up really nice. It sounds unreal, but it really yeah. uh, worked out well. Uh, it may me. not be unreal, but it's rare. I mean, yeah. you know, got them off the board, took away an exclusive, Yep. yep. Uh, brought in a round and were able to allow the manufacturer to take some money off the table. So they felt good about what was going on, bringing the new folks uh, 
it's yeah. uh, that's pretty much of a high wire act. Um, it, and, uh, it was a high wire act, and it had its stressful <laughs> moments. But it you know it was, a, it was a ton of work. I also brought in a lot of people on my team were dedicated to this project, and I also brought in consult supply chain expert consultants. It was it was not a one woman show to make this happen, um, and that's how we ultimately got it done. Got it. So here you are now. So you got a real business here. It's going to make money. You know what you're doing, obviously. <laughs> uh, you know, you're at that stage where profit is under your control. You can make money whenever you want. You can expand uh, and recommit resources to the business. So the natural question has to be on two levels. What next for the business and what next for you? So um, is this, oh, I'm in the meat of it and I'm really going to go to town or is it, you know, it's starting to feel a little weird around here because I don't know people who work here anymore. And <laughs> and same for the business. Uh, you've sort of grown this on simplicity in a way, one basic student. Yeah. Uh, how much is that going to have to change or what do you want it to change uh, for growth? These are all great questions and I could talk to you all day about each one. So I'm going to try to share some highlights. I think all of the above is is largely true, right? Like it, this has been a very simple business and that's sort of been the beauty of it. I don't want to lose that simplicity um, because it, it's, it's, it's important and it's, um, I don't want to lose that. And now that we have, I mean, we have, to be blunt, we have a ton of money in the bank. And so, you know, there's one version of this story that's like, well, here, let's go do international and launch these other categories and open all these stores and hire all these people. Um, and that's something we're not going to do because it's it's too much all at once and you'll get distracted and money isn't everything. You need people, you need time, you need focus. And so we're going to pick our priorities and 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 go after each one and really focus on them. It makes a ton of sense. And just one thing to interject, I'm not sure I remember who said it, but a line about startups is more startups die of indigestion than starvation. Oh, yeah, that's that's very good. Um, I believe that. And it, it is a risk, you know, and I, the team knows what's going on. And once we raised all the money, you know, I had all these like, let's go do this and let's do that. And oh, but we can do this. We have the money for it. And I'm like, it's not it's not not all about that you know we have to focus we have to prioritize um and and we have to do things well it's how andy's always succeeded and um and i think that's how we're going to continue to succeed so that that's a big part of it i would say that as for like you know sort of being in the thick of it or versus you know who are these people that work here um it's it's somewhere in between we certainly have we had two, we're, we're speaking on a Monday. We happened to have two people who started today and they entered our Slack, you know, our, and I was like, who, who are these people? What do they do? What, you know, so that's a new-ish feeling that people are starting that I've never met and I don't know who they are, um, but I, I will obviously meet them. We're not that big. And um, I'm really incredibly motivated. You know, right after we closed the B, it, we basically went into the holidays and for the first time in five years, I basically laid down for two weeks and didn't do anything. I just like, like I got off the treadmill and just stopped. Uh, and I needed that two weeks. And I think having that break was really important. Um, and it's the first time I've truly, truly done that. And, and now I'm back in it and it's such an exciting time. Um, and it just feels like, I mean, back when we first met, I know I, you know, always have talked a big vision, but when you really look inside yourself, can you imagine being a household name, being the go-to brand when women 
you know, are thinking about their next beach vacation. I, I don't know if I really truly thought that. And now sitting on all this capital with this great team, great foundation, I've realized that Andy really can be a household name and swim. And, and that is like, I mean, nothing's more motivating than that, you know? Um, so, so I'm really excited. I'm definitely scared. You know, I don't want to, you know, your mistakes cost more when you have more money. So that's, that's something. There were sort of three parts to your question. I don't remember the other one. Well, it was about the company and you and, and just sort of rip on it. I think you covered it all. So uh, I don't, no, if you're in the office or not, it doesn't look like it, but <laughs> you have the new office. And uh, during one of the brief breaks in COVID, I was actually there. Yes. So it'd be great for you just to share a little bit about the mural. Oh, yes. the mural was going up while we were there. Oh, yes. and I always love what CEOs do, what leaders do to get their teams involved and sort of create a sense of esprit and culture and this was a particularly cool one so why don't you talk about it a little bit uh, we'll have to send you a photo um because now it's done obviously so so we got an office in dumbo which is on the water in brooklyn beautiful uh location and i wanted it to really feel like our home you know and and correct i'm not there now the, the policy is that you know go when you want use it when you want no obligation we're sort of using it like i think the wall street journal had an article about this like a like a clubhouse uh so when there's you know fittings or meetings and you want to swap ideas it's great but there's no obligation to just sit at your desk and work unless you want we do have a lot of young moms that seem to like to get out of the house during the day to use it but uh um i really wanted it to feel like andy not just some anonymous corporate white space you know and so i hired uh, these local brooklyn artists to paint a beach scene um on across we have this giant wall it's probably i don't know 60 feet long or something it's massive um and i hired the local brooklyn artists to paint a beach scene where all the women uh, are wearing different andy swimsuits and uh, it is now done and it's a really nice mural you walk into the space and it feels like andy you see our swimsuits on the wall you see pregnant women and women running and women hanging out with their kids and women with their friends and different scenes on the beach. Uh, and it's, I mean, you know, we're not on the beach when we're working, but to have that mural kind of makes it feel like you're sitting on a beach when you're working. So it's nice. Yeah. It was cool. It was cool being there that day. And I remember thinking to myself, cause there's lots of different kinds of folks who work for you. And then it's these artists with brushes in their teeth and weird <laughs> little uh, specialized ladders climbing up on top of one another to do and and my reaction was this is what a Brooklyn startup feels like this this is it I mean they're like one of everything in here um <laughs> so and, funny. Uh, you know I think that's quite an accomplishment really well thank you thank you we'll come back anytime I, I will I mean as soon as allowed uh, I'm happy to so uh Kind of an obligatory question, but still worth asking. So uh, you're moving fast. It wasn't that long ago we were talking about beginnings. Now we're talking about being potentially the name for swimwear. So we do this again next year. What will we be talking about? Great question. I mean, I think I think you know some of the areas that we're we're choosing to prioritize are making Andy available in more places. You know, what one just fact about Andy is that you can only buy Andy on AndySwim.com. That's it. We've done all this growth in that one place. I mean, I think that's great for knowing who your customer is, knowing how to retarget her, not, you know, knowing everything. Um, but ultimately, to become a household name, you have to meet your uh, customer where she is, um, and so that means 
strategic retail, that means brick and mortar, that means some strategic wholesale. Uh, so, and that's an area that admittedly I have very little experience in. Um, and I think uh, doing it strategically uh, is, is, is important um, and that's gonna be a focus. And so my hope is that a year from now we can say everything I learned about retail. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's where it was at the beginning. I mean, the the semi joke has to be so you're going into territory you've never been before, you don't have the skills, you don't have the background, you're not really sure what's going to happen next, you're got everything set up perfectly. Uh, and in a way, it's probably true, because if you thought you knew what was going to happen next, you're probably more likely to make mistakes based on presumption yeah. than uh, letting it come to you and reacting to it as you see it. Totally. The world moves fast. And I think if you're, you know, a swift operator, good decision maker and good at hiring people, you can you can be pretty dangerous in a good way. I think that's as good a place to leave it as any we could and often have gone on for hours. Great to see you this way. Hopefully see you soon. I get to see the finished mural and uh, you made a little light of it, but your numbers are spectacular. <laughs> They were spectacular at the beginning. You could make it at two. Everybody else was making it at like eight, the product itself. Yeah. And they've been as spectacular all the way through. So whatever it is you're drinking, keep on drinking it. <laughs> whatever it is you're doing, keep Will on do. doing it. Well, thank you so much. Sure thing. Great to see you. Great to see you. Thanks, Mike. <laughs>